My subject for today's message is entitled Living as a Christian in a Chaotic World. Living as a Christian in a Chaotic World. For the textual launch of the message today, I want to read uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. and other verses in the book of First and Second Timothy during the message today. For the Bible says, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars, whose conscience has been seared with a hard iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truth of the faith and the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myth and old wise tales, rather, Train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the savior of all people, and especially those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Paul gives the young evangelist Timothy guidance on how to live as a Christian in a chaotic world. The same guidance that was given to 
The young Timothy is appropriate and valid for us today. We ought to be examples as believers. Examples as believers in our speech. We ought to be examples of believers in our conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Paul continues this same theme in the second book of Timothy, where the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, a time is coming when people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. We are living as Christians in a chaotic world. And I got to tell you, it is the worst I've ever seen. Hatred of others is running rapid through our land. Disdain for truth. Not only, not only disdain for truth a little, but disdain for truth all over the place and from high levels in our society. A severe loss we're seeing in today's society of common decency and a massive loss of everyday respect for one another as fellow human beings. All of us are created by the same God. And I ask you this morning, how is it can people be so full of so much hatred when we're all created by a God of love? It boggles the mind. But yet, that is the contemporary situation. What is it that causes people to behave this way? Are we blind to the opportunities that are available through a steadfast relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Are we missing out on spiritual blessings because we fail to heed and hear and obey the holy word of our Lord Jesus Christ? Are we blind to the opportunities that exist if we just have a steadfast relationship with him and then follow his teachings in our day-to-day -day activities, in our interactions with each other. That relationship that gives us so much when we have a relationship that's rooted and grounded in the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I wonder, is it like the man that took an ocean voyage on a large ship? 
And when he boarded the ship, he went to his room. And there on the coffee table in his cabin were cheese, crackers, and sardines. And so that evening for dinner, he had sardines, cheese, and crackers. And then the next day for breakfast, he had crackers, cheese, and sardines, missing it up as to give it some variety. And now this ship is reaching this port, and he had been on the ship a few days and ate the same thing each day. And as he was getting up and getting ready to leave the ship, he smelt this most wonderful aroma. Oh, what will I do to have a meal like that, he thought to himself. For the food smelled so good as he passed the dining hall. And then he asked a waiter that was nearby, Sir, what could I have done to eat a meal like this during my time on this ship? And the waiter said, let me see your ticket. He showed him the ticket and he said, sir, you could have eaten like this every day of your voyage. For your ticket includes meals. You know, are we living church? Are we living in such a way that, that we're missing the blessings that God is so desperately wanting and willing to shower upon us? You know, listen, church. Listen in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. You know, through God, through God and his divine power, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through Though he has given us his very great and precious promises. Let me just say that again. It is through these, his divine power, that he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may partake in his divine nature having escaped having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire Man, what a powerful text. What a powerful scripture. You see, we, 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 we're living in a chaotic world. But we cannot live as the world lives. We cannot live as the world lives. We've got to be focused. We've got to understand that we have a better and greater responsibility as we call ourselves Christians, members of the body of Christ. I think it's really important that we recognize that we're not part of the world. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. The Bible says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is 
his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul writes to Timothy. And Paul gives Timothy solid instruction. And I and I and I again I want to remind us that the reason I'm looking at Paul's words to Timothy, because I believe that these are the words that we still need today. For the words of God are eternal, they are everlasting, and they will never perish. And so it is important for us to heed these writings and understand intently the message that is being portrayed from these very powerful written words. And boy, we need them today. We need them in our society. We need them to guide us. God is giving us a plan. He has already given us the plan. We have now just got to follow it and pay close attention and live our lives as Christians as sincerely as we possibly can. Listen, when Paul wrote these, uh, they were written to Timothy, but they are to inspire us today as well. L listen to some things that Paul admonished Timothy to be aware of, Timothy to do, Timothy to live by. He says in, second, in Timothy first, uh, chapter 1, verse 13, 2 Timothy I am, uh, he told Timothy, I want you to hold fast to sound words. Are we holding fast to sound words? Are we living by the words of God? Because those are the only sound words. If we listen to words of men, we're all over the place. But when we listen to the words of God, they are consistent. And they are right. They give us life. They guide our life. And they provide a path for protection because of the knowledge we will have through God. But we must live by sound words. Paul also tells Timothy, I want you to be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. Listen, church, I'm not here to tell you that we're perfect. I'm not here to even suggest that we don't have weaknesses and we don't have challenges. Of course we do, but God's grace is sufficient. I am here to tell you that. Paul says to Timothy, I want you to be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. And I say to you, and I say to me and all of us this morning, under the sound of my voice, let's be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. We don't keep sinning, thinking that grace may abound. But we recognize that we're imperfect individuals. And we need the grace of God Almighty to be with us and to shower every action that we undertake. Be strong, Paul says to Timothy, in the grace of God. Paul says to Timothy, I want you to study. I want you to study to show thyself approved unto God. Church, spend some time in study. Let's look at our word. Let's, let's understand that, that, that in this book, in this book are the words of life. The words of a better life right here, right now, and the words of an eternal life when we're called to our eternal destination. Hear the words. Study. Be familiar with God's word. Be familiar with God's path. Paul said to Timothy, I want you to flee evil desires, and then I want you to fall after righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Oh, we got to get turn our ways away from evilness. 
everything that is contrary to the instruction of God is evil. God's word is righteous. God's word is pure. God's word guides our life. When we ignore the teachings of Jesus, in many ways, it's evil. Paul says to Timothy, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. That, that's, that's the NIV version of the inspired word of God. These are not my words. This is the word of God. The Bible says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but must be kind to everyone. Wait a minute. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to the people that look like me. Must be kind to the people that look like you. Must be kind to the people that vote like me. I'll vote like you, or think like you, or think like me. No, that's not what he said. He is not adding an adjective that describes the type of people to be kind by some significant characteristic or some characteristic at all. But what he is saying is your responsibility as a Christian, Timothy, as you set this example, is to be kind to everyone. It doesn't put the onus on the other people. It put the onus on you, on us, on me, on us as Christians, particularly, that we ought to be kind to everyone, able to teach and not be resentful. I'm, I'm not angry, but my heart is filled with compassion in honor of the teachings of the word of God. Church, we are in a spiritual war. We are in a spiritual war. And we must be solid Christians in this chaotic world. We must be solid Christians in this chaotic world. So what do we do? Where are we headed as a people, as a society, as a country? What, what, what do we do? We, 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 we know it's a bad place in many ways. And it's also a good place in other ways. But what, what do we do? I submit to you today three aspects that I think we need to follow that will help us that will help us to be able to live as Christians in this chaotic world. And number one, we need to become, we need to be more genuine Christians. The world needs more genuine Christians. Now, now hold on. I, I'm not, don't misunderstand me here. I, I, I'm not trying to 
judge you or judge me or judge anybody. But what, what I'm trying to say is this. Genuine Christians must not compartmentalize their lives in such a way that when we're in the company of the flock, we show one type of behavior, but then when we are in the world and in our workplaces and all the other places that we go, it's a different behavior. We, we, we cannot compartment our lives and be a genuine Christian sometime when we're with people like us or that think like us or that worship like us. The Bible calls us to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. That means we have to have the same ability to season when we're in other places outside of our Christianity connections. You, you hear what I'm saying this morning? That's the criticality that we need in a world like us. For if we don't take that responsibility, how would the world know anything about the Savior? How would the world know? Because the world does not necessarily seek God. The world is filled with all these things that I read a little bit ago that Paul wrote to Timothy. What we need is more genuine Christian living throughout the world. Let me give you three elements that I believe will help with Christian living. First, we have to understand as Christians that being a Christian does not mean, does not mean that we won't have difficult or challenging times. Challenging situations are going to come in life. You know, life is full of its ups and full of downs. It's full of trials and tribulations. And unfortunately, there are some segments of society where the downs are much more greater than the ups. And that's a terrible history in our country. But, 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 but it exists. But generally speaking, for all of us, there will be ups and there will be downs. You know, in fact, Paul also said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 12, he says, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. So the fact that we are Christians, there's still going to be ups and downs. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. There's so much deception all over the world today. And it's so prevalent right here in these United States. Boy, we've got to become... Uh, better equipped to turn our minds and turn our hearts back to the Christian concepts and foundation that this country was supposedly built on, although it was, certainly was not perfect by a long shot and had a lot of issues. But in generally speaking, if we could just heed the words that we say that we believe and live accordingly, the world would be a better place. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28, you know, come unto me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
you, 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 in this world and in the challenges that we have, rest is available. But it's rest that we have to, we have to come and we have to seek for the burdens are heavy for us. But Christ says, give them to me. I'll take them. I'll comfort you. All I want you to do is just live and honor my teachings and be an example to others and make disciples. When you understand this magnificent gift of the Holy Spirit, the magnificent gift, of life as a Christian, the most magnificent gift as life being connected to Jesus Christ, the Lord says, go teach someone else so that they may be recipients of this gift as well. The whole system of our Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that has to come from individuals that already know and understand the truth. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Living as a Christian doesn't mean that we won't have some hard times. But let me tell you something. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. So long as we hold on to Jesus Christ and stay with Jesus Christ. You know, when, you, when you're with Jesus, out of troubled times or a troubled world, peace will come. When you're with Jesus, out of darkness, light will shine. When you're with Jesus, out of the laws of time, the gain of eternity. When you're with Jesus, in your weakness of the hour, comes the strength to hold on to God's unchanging hand. What a blessing to have such a spiritual connection with the Savior of the world. Church, what a blessing. Recognize the power and the blessings and opportunity that we have as members of the body of Christ. Connected, certified by the blood that was shared on Calvary's cross. Making us members of the family of God. Second, as I hasten to a close. We need to free ourselves of worrying. You know, people don't worry when things are going well, but we're living in a chaotic world. There's a lot of worrying going on with things that have happened recently even in our very country. And you know, I don't need to highlight any of the newsreels. You already know the various things that have happened. But nevertheless, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of difficulties, as Christians, we must trust the Savior of the world. For it is he who asks in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 27, can any one of you by worrying add one hour to your life? What was the point of that question? The point of that question was simply this. Worrying doesn't do anything but eat you up inside. Eat me up inside. Anybody that worries, that's what it does. It doesn't solve the situation. It doesn't change the situation. It, it doesn't, it does nothing. Nothing at all. That's why Jesus said, can you by worrying add one hour of life? No. Well, that's, that's the inf infertility, if you will, of worrying. It, it does nothing. Nothing positive. And it certainly will have no impact 
on the situation. Psychologists say that worrying is one of the main enemies of good mental and emotional health. Yet worrying continues to be a universal problem. When we worry, though, here's the problem. And here's, here's why we need to rid ourselves of worry. When we worry, our spiritual well-being, our spiritual well-being suffers. Therefore, we should take heed and do all that we can to rid ourselves of worry. And final, the final element for living as Christians in a chaotic world is that we must develop a strong and solid foundation of individual faith. That is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. In that same chapter in verse 6, the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Those that come to God must believe that he is. Solidify, church, your faith. Solidify your faith. Trust in the Lord and hold on to his guiding hand. Living as Christians in a chaotic world. The message is yours. Apply it to your own hearts. If you're not a Christian, be one today. If anything that you heard today, you want further clarification or you would like to study, reach out to our church office. If you have needs and you want to just better understand the word of God, if, you, if you're not a member of the body of Christ and you want to be a body of Christ, reach out to our church office and we will respond to your need. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer.